friends, family, and loyal fans of what are you watching? It's been a long wait. Not really, though. It really hasn't been long at all. Some of you really may not even know that we are gone, but we are back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good morning or good afternoon or good night to everybody that's listening here. Took a, took a couple week hiatus, you know, uh, Dan was in the Big Apple, I was back in the Big Wing, and uh, we, we finally reconvened, we're on our Tuesday night kick again, we're happy to be happy to be in front of you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're back on schedule, summer break is over, everyone needs vacation, even uh, two novice podcasters, right, we mm-hmm. need a break too, so Man, we're back, we all need our better summer, than summer ever, hands. yep, yep, yeah, everyone's looking tan, everyone's feeling fresh, everyone's feeling light, and we're happy to be back. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Duh. All right, we are back here on the podcast. Um, we've missed a lot. Not really, but we've definitely watched a lot, and we have a lot to cover in this episode. Is it going to mm-hmm. be an hour? No shot. We're totally going to go over it. Absolutely. Uh, we can't help it. So, yeah, Hunter, tell us about your summer break and uh, what's been going on, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, for starters, I fly to L.A. tomorrow for the NFL oh, season nice. opener. Bills, Rams, flight is at 845. Uh, thank you for reminding me, Dan. I have to check into my flights in 45 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and set a little alarm. We'll get a little break halfway through here. Um, but yeah, did three weeks back yeah, in right. Buffalo. Uh, spent a week of that at Rachel's Lake House. Took a week of PTO. Rode the boat, jet ski, tan, learned how to water ski. It was it was wow. relaxing. It was it was very fun. Uh, ate some good food. Uh, drank some good beers. Let's preface. Did you, you learn how to water ski? What, is, what does that entail? Well, that entails thinking that it's the easiest thing in the world because you see it and you're like, I can do that. And then you realize that you're just not as skinny as you used to be. And you wipe out you wipe out a good 10 times before you get up on the water. A lot of embarrassment, I, a lot of self-reflection. Yeah, I think uh, water skiing, well, not being able to water ski is the most humbling experience I've ever had. The first time I did it and I couldn't get up. I think that's the moment I was like, I need to change my life right now. It's like one of those, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like one of those like mind shattering moments where it's like I'm making a change, right? And and the funny thing is, they're like, you're not going to get up on your first try. And I'm like, well, let's see, well, let's see. Didn't get up for sure, not right. Went did uh six or seven runs the first day. Got up for like a second, but you know we didn't count it. I didn't actually get up, and I was like, hey, oh, but I got up for a quick yeah. second. Don't count it. So then the next day. It's everybody, right? It's I'm doing it. Rachel's doing it. Rachel's brother, Rachel's brother's girlfriend. Everyone's doing the water skiing. I'm like, I'll go last. Like all someone has to do is fall and then I'll have the confidence to get up. Nick gets up first try on one ski. His girlfriend gets up. She's a fucking slalom skier, just cutting it. And then I'm sitting there. Rachel's getting up and I'm like, oh, there's no way she's getting up. She hasn't water skied in like eight years. She's a hundred pounds soaking wet with weights tied around her ankles. Instant, instantly up. And I'm just, I'm sweating. I'm sweating now. I'm like, all the pressure in the world's on me. It was horrible. Uh, dude, I, I I remember like very clearly the first time I tried to do it. Like I was like in the water, like my skis were going everywhere. It was like a mess. But last time I went water skiing, probably about four or five years ago, I did get up and I felt like a fucking king. 
it was it was a surreal moment. So maybe mm. next time you'll get up. Maybe you'll get up. I, I did get up. I, I did get. Oh. I I did a. We we went back out. Uh, Mr. Kiefer's friends came. They're a biker gang. They rolled up and we just took the boat out like men. And I got up, rode it for like a solid ten seconds, and then immediately oh. wiped out. Yeah, no, that's, that was great. That counts. It was it was very rewarding. Like I was up, I was up, up. You know what I mean? Like I did a little cut, cut, and then I was in. You know, but I was. I you was like, up. I feel like you noticed you were up. You got really excited, and then you fell it immediately. Was like that. That's yeah. I got up, and I was like, I, tr- I like kind of had like a little fist bump, and then it was immediate. Like I did, I lost my focus, and it was the end. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're going to Thursday night Bills game in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, football's here. College mm-hmm. football just happened. Mm-hmm. You, are you how juiced are you for this game? Oh, I mean, it's $200 and I'm about to turn into $400. That's how juiced I am. I mean, I could not be more excited. It's the start of the season. It's like uh, fantasy football drafts are done, right? We've done them all. Our lineups are ready to rock. The boys are there. I mean, I it's here, right? I mean, just to be in the atmosphere again, plopping on the couch Sunday morning, got all the games on from Fox to CBS to Amazon. I'm just, Sundays are back. Sundays are back. Yeah. It's fall, baby. I, I will say, I mean, I feel like a lot of people say this. Co- uh, football is always better in college just because you have the variety of fan bases, um, which I always love watching games with a Bills fan. Uh, Bills are my AFC, my secondary team with honor. Um, but you have Browns fans and Bengals fans and Steelers fans, at least for us. But also the best part about Sundays in college was you really allowed yourself to soak. I mean, I would just sit there greasy eating a fat lunch at well, depending on the day, but we usually got a nice greasy subway at the right before the Sunday one o'clock subway. games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sitting there just in sweatpants and a sweatshirt, just leaning back, watching football on three screens, mm. betting my life away, mm. having fantasy football rolling. Life sure mm. is sweet on a Sunday, mm. but you, you got it. You really got to like put yourself in there, fully commit to it, and just get greasy, plop, become a veggie. And just watch football and enjoy it. Ready? Here's the schedule. Eleven fifteen. Wake up. Hungover is all hell. Reach around. Eyes closed. Begging for a glass of water. Gatorade. Right. Whatever's there. Up and at them. Eleven thirty. Eleven forty-five. Talk a little bit. Recap the night for about twenty minutes. Noon hits. You're getting your subway. You're getting your Chipotle. Whatever it takes. Maybe you're running a little late. Maybe it's twelve thirty. You get in your spot. Twelve thirty. One o'clock. Game kicks off. You don't move until halftime. You take a pee. You don't move again till the end of the first games, right? Then you don't move again until halfway through the four o'clockers. Then you maybe think about doing homework, but don't get dinner, settle in for the long night. Homework's at 11 o'clock. That's what it was. That's what yeah, it was. it's like what usually would end up happening, definitely for me and you, when, when we were in the same room together, I would pull my laptop out for that 425 game and then fall asleep every time at the four o'clock games with my laptop on my, yeah. on my lap. And oh, then yeah. it would be, we'd watch the first half of Sunday night game. Be like, you know, maybe a close game, probably a blowout, whatever it is. And it'd be like laptop quick, banging out. If it's a good game, you're watching and doing homework, mm-hmm. you're multitasking. But that 425 slot, it's a Broncos Seahawks game. I'm probably dozing off. At least I'm getting a little bit of shut eye. I'm not like hard napping, but I'm getting some shut eye. Yeah, for sure. Eyes are eyes are getting heavy, right? You lost your first three bets. All hope is lost. Maybe oh, fantasy's chalked. It's just, it's, is there? It's the week winding down. 
is there actually any worse feeling than your fantasy team completely flopping? You go 0 for 4 on the 1 o'clock games, and it's 425, and you just have to sit there and sulk in misery and just uh, just watch these West Coast games and just be like, oh, this is the worst day ever. And I still with have the looming essay, essay. Right, with the yeah, looming yeah. – you can't forget about that. With the looming essay that's just about to tickle your nutsack, right? You're praying oh. for a seed. Praying I miss pain. that type of pain. I oh, miss that good. type of pain. It's a good. But, uh, it's a good. Yeah. It's, that's a good abuse, right? Like that's a. That's something I'm fine with inflicting on myself, right? Not the crack cocaine, not the heroin, the hookers. <laughs> no, but uh, maybe the slowly failing out of school and losing money while watching football that you enjoy. Uh, there's worse things, in yeah. my opinion. In my opinion, no, there's worse things. No doubt. That's just like the gods. The gods are inflicting a little bit of pain on us, but they're also giving us a little bit of joy. A little bit of yeah. happiness. Oh, and um, thank the gods for Bessie. Oh, gods be good. Um, yeah, football's here. Falls kind of in the air. We talk about it every week so far. We will be talking about football. We will be talking about gambling. Um, and then next time we talk, the season will have been kicked off. Fantasy teams will be wanting now. Uh, our teams will be wanting now. Life will be good. Life will be good. We're manifesting. Manifesting. It's a new season, right? Everybody knows that first Sunday is going to set the tone. Am I going to go up two hundred? Am I going to go down two hundred? What's going to happen on this first on this first week? The the first week of the NFL is especially crazy because, in theory, everyone has a chance. I mean, lines are still very close. Like nothing, nothing's too crazy of a blowout. But like bad teams that we think are going to be bad could sneak it out. Good teams can definitely be bad, and we've seen that in many seasons. So mm. week one's a lot of fun, a lot of uncertainty, mm. and I'm excited to dive into it, my friend. Question marks, baby, question marks. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, yeah, moving on from NFL and other news, God, it's been a while, so I don't even know where I'm at. I mean, I've been playing GameCube, been streaming Backyard Baseball, been doing a season of that. Um, I feel like I had... I did. A, I did another one week. Feel social media like break. a woman. Oh, okay. Dun, yeah, how was that? Dun, 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 dun. Hey, <laughs> jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, pow. <laughs> um, I've been ripping YouTube. You know the usual. Nothing crazy going on. So yeah. I don't know. You got anything crazy? We can we can jump into it. I don't know. Oh, just been watching a shit ton of TV and praying to start working out again. That's what I've been doing, baby. Yeah, yeah. TV's been TV sure has been sweet to us. Um, oh, been- everything's here, man. Everything. It's hey, come on. It's everything's coming but back. You're gonna have to wait to hear what we've been watching till the end of the episode. Yeah, bitches. Sorry, I was probably distasteful. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Oh, Ben Stiller liked our tweet. Oh, has it been that long since we recorded? Yeah, it's been that long. In Severance oh, was our last episode. Oh my. Lady of the night, yeah, Ben Stiller liked our tweet on on Severance, our podcast tweet, liked by Ben himself, Stiller. This is yeah. no joke. This is no. This is real shit. This is like playing basketball with Barack Obama, right? Like this is <laughs> this is as real as it gets. No, you want to talk about a made it moment? There's there's playing basketball with Barack Obama. Like I've made it. Like you know celebrities like this is surreal and then there's getting your tweet liked by ben stiller about a show that he made we did it i'm buying the ferrari tomorrow tomorrow we're we're moving to la our life's good we're set it's i'm literally i'm gonna be the guy that's like pop like you know maybe he's walking out to a club like ben stiller it's me hunter from what are you watching podcast you liked our tweet like can we grab a cup of coffee right and that's what he looks at me and immediately like flips me off or something like that i'm like ben 
you like my tweet, even though it was probably like his assistant or something. But I'm like, Betty, right. Betty, me, come on. Uh, we know we should totally sneak onto a red carpet. You know when they have like all the cameras, like, hey, Mr. Ben, hey, Mr. Stiller, Mr. Stiller, Ben, Ben, yeah. Ben, over here. Just one, just smile for me, smile for me. It's just me and you, Ben, 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 Ben. You like the tweet. Hang out with I'm, us. I'm starting to think now that like he's on the red carpet and we both just comes from both. We, you know, we, we come from either side of him and just put our arms around him and just take a couple <laughs> pictures, right? Like we just in sync, like we just come in scene and just put our arms around. He smiles for first and then looks at us and he's like, what the fuck? Like, who are they? And then we get like, we get tackled, you know, we get taken down yeah. on the red carpet. No, like he's like, that guy's kind of sweaty. Like this is, this is messed up. Yeah. Right. Humidity's at like 32%. Like I'm already dripping on the carpet. You know, it's not, it's, I'm not wearing Dior either. I'm wearing like, you know, I don't even know some jank yeah. suit. <laughs> we we should sneak on a red carpet. but that sounds like a good time. It's a good, it's a bucket list thing, right? Can we get, can we get persecuted for that in a court of law? Uh, dude, beyond me, but we might as well try one time. Hmm. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Absolutely. So thanks again. Thanks again, Mr. Ben Stiller. We appreciate that. Like, um, that just proves that we have great takes. So. I mean, he made the show. I mean, is there any other fucking answer other than the fact that we make great takes? Like, is there, can you think of another reason? We're geniuses? I don't know. I, I'm starting to think we're pretty smart. <laughs> we got slamming hot bods. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, like Ben Stiller's version. Yeah, Ben Stiller's version of the video, for some reason, we're just both shirtless. Like something happened in the computer. The code got messed up. Me and you were just chiseled, cut, and shirtless. And that's why he liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was yeah. some I, I mean that's it's an accurate representation but like maybe there was a little more distortion than we originally thought it's like instead of six i have eight packs you know like it's just <laughs> just a, just that weird little glitch in the system that ben was like i like these boys these are good boys yeah he likes us for a few reasons um but thanks again ben let's move on to why we're here so for future episodes this is not a house of dragon game of thrones podcast we are not completely we're not that house of- we are not no. them. Um, so in the future episodes, we will be covering every episode of House of Dragon alongside with either a movie or TV show that we had watched. So House of Dragon, every episode review will become part of our episode, not the full episode. But since we've missed a few weeks of not only podcasting, but the first three episodes of House of Dragon, this episode is going to be fully House of Dragon because... We have a lot to talk about. Me and Hunter always discuss Game of Thrones and we've saved ourselves. So we're a little pent up. We're a little juiced up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ready to explode. Ready to go. Yeah. Like I'm ready to just <laughs> like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to explode. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're not that podcast. This is, this is the crucible. I mean, we've been teeing this up every episode this summer. We're like, you know, we're back in June or early July. We're like, oh, House of the Dragons in August. Oh, House of the Dragons in three weeks. Oh, what's on? What are we watching soon? House of the Dragons. And now it's fucking here. Yeah. So, like, I think House of the Dragon was like, it was known that they were making it for a while. It just never had the full buzz it deserved because of the sour taste of season eight. It's just a fact. But when it was that Saturday and Sunday, it was like, dude, we're actually. I'm going to sit down Sunday night, turn on HBO and watch a Game of Thrones show again. And that Sunday it clicked and I was juiced. And then I got to watch it with my friends like the old days with like a big group of people, dude. It brought me back right away. 
I mean, I'll, I'll quickly reflect on my quick story here. You know, how's the dragons on? I'm coming home ready to watch nine o'clock Eastern time. Might've been a little later, maybe 11. I might've been out with the lads Sunday night. Shame on me for not being in front of my TV. I was home though. Pops's house. And I'm turning on my laptop. Laptop's dead. No worries. I'll grab my laptop charger to watch it on HBO Max. Couldn't find the laptop charger. I'm sweating. I FaceTime Daniel, as it were. I go, Dan, I think I left my work laptop charger at the lake house three hours away. I mean, at at this point, like blood's starting to come out of my eyes. Like I envision either I'm, I'm driving like five hours there and from to get this charger before I go back to Denver in like four days or I'm going to Best Buy, praying they got it, or I'm just putting in my letter of resignation because I'm fucked. So, like, I, I didn't know where, where it was going to spin. But I don't remember how the story ends. How, did you work on Monday? What did you do? Oh, 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 Rachel had the charger, you know, and she realized the next uh, morning because I texted uh, her, I'm like, babe, we got to go back to the lake. My charger's there. And she goes, I think I have it. And all, I mean, all the weight off my shoulders. Were just, yeah, like. Let's focus on fucking kings and lords and dragons. No time for work. Kings and lords and ladies. A king that eats and drinks and shits and fucks. That's what I wanted to watch. Why your king eats and drinks and shits and fucks? I mean, come Um, on. What else are we doing? uh, Yeah, so first episode came out. I got to watch all the boys. Got to hear the HBO sound. Um, Got to do other things. But speaking of eating and shitting and fucking, I've started to realize, like, I'm back in Westeros. Like, I'm getting the voice back. I'm starting to do, I'm starting to call people my lord. I'm saying gods be good a lot. Like, I'm starting to get back into our Game of Thrones character. Because there was a time in our life, me and you, especially living together, where we only talked like we were a part of the show. It was was kind of a problem. It is a form of dissociative identity disorder. (laughs) Like, I, I was the great King Robert Baratheon for probably four months of my life. You know, like I, I was him. I was, yeah. I was, I was whoring. I was drinking. You know, I was a disaster. A fact is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I love, like, I love quoting it. I love getting the character. So, when the first episode came out, I mean, the only thing I tweeted on the account because, like, I didn't feel like doing anything too much. But it's just like I said, it feels great to be back in Westeros, and like this will start to get into our takes here. But. um just like being back in the world that George Martin, George R. R. Martin created, uh, was special. Like seeing the Red Keep and seeing the kings and the hand, just seeing the hand of the king and seeing a flag of this house. Like just being back in the world was like, oh my god, this show was the best show ever before ever. season eight. Like I'm not yeah. a huge season eight hater, but it, I mean, it, obvious reasons. It was a ball drop, uh, right? Obvious reasons. No doubt, it was it was bad. Uh, but um, it was like, dude, I missed this. This was the best thing in the world for so long. Game of Thrones was the show. And House of Dragon clearly is staying in the formula of what Game of Thrones was and isn't straying too far away from it. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, first off, shout out one of the first opening scenes. It was, uh, I think it was Renera riding the dragon through King's Landing with that beautiful music. Like, that mm-hmm. flying by all the landmarks and you're like, we're in Westeros. We're back. It's like, I'm here, right. you know, I'm here. I'm back in Westeros. And it was sick and it was dope. And to your point, it does it, the tone, what you were saying, it's like, you know, we're back and, and it seems like it's all the same. It really does. Like, it just feels like we took a three year gap and it's back to that season one through five writing and the, 
And it, oh, I mean, it's just, it feels like we never left. It, it, you, you can't yeah. tell the difference if you've never seen the show before. You know what I mean? Right. No. And uh, I, I got a few things to God. I, I love Game of Thrones. It's the, it's the best. I'm all juiced stuff. I'm excited. I'm starting to get a little sweat brow. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I got so excited for what I was going to say, but um, the, in Game of Thrones, like one of the things they do extremely well is like the visual effects, not exactly like, vfx like dragons and stuff like that but just the practical stuff like costumes and weapons and uh like really building sets like they yeah. le- legitimately built the red keep like all of that's real and that really shows in the show and that's something that game of thrones did amazing that's just like so grounded it makes this fake reality fake seems so fantasy much more real. world yeah it makes it feel real and that's something the old show did good and the budget here is crazy and they oh, do it yeah. so well. Like it's just the effects from visual to real to practical is the word. Uh, it's special. Like costumes, they're also detailed. The scale. It's like really well thought out. Yeah, scale's big. The scale, the amount of background actors. I mean yeah. and some of these scenes in the first episode of the first season. I mean, you're probably looking at I don't know, anywhere over a hundred and fifty extras in one or two of these scenes, and it's like Dude, like that is, it's just awesome. You know what I mean? It's just so well done. It's just like they literally built pretty much that whole jousting set from the first episode. It's like, did they have to? No, but they did. No, like they actually, it's in the behind the episode. They built the Red Keep. It's like, it's not like a a set where it's like behind the camera. It's like a soundstage. It's like, no, behind the camera is exactly what would be behind the camera in the show, in the, like in real life. Like they really built out this world. It's yeah. just the details there. But I want to finish up the thought about um, them staying true to Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, so, like, when I – the first episode and second episode, when it came out, I was I was trying to feel out the tone. It was like, are they going to do something different? It doesn't have to be Game of Thrones, right? But clearly, it they are. It's political. It's Game of Thrones. It, it's – they're fighting for the throne. There's different claims from different areas. And there's just political chatter and things like that. There's war, there's lies, there's like all these things. It's just the uh, political discourse we love from Game of Thrones. The difference here in that terms is like Game of Thrones, the the show was so big, right? We were following Danny and Essos and Arya was with the Faceless Men and Sansa's mm-hmm. in the North and like uh, people in Doran. Like it was a little more scaled out. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing that just in a much tighter area with a much smaller family. So there's less players right in the game of thrones now in-house of dragon there's less players still plenty of players to learn still, still a lot plenty. of names to learn still plenty of, of gangsters names. Yo, for um, sure. but when they came out with the intro on the second episode and they did the same music it was clear yeah. that like we're doing game of thrones again about a different story in a different time on a bit smaller of uh, a scale in terms of like the world right we're staying a little right. tighter so they basically let us know it's like similar music, same same co- composer or whatever you want to yep. call him. Raman Dahandi um, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yep. And they like re- reuse the music. So it's pretty clear they're staying true to what worked and it's working again. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I I love how they brought back the song, right? To your point. Again, it was yeah. thinking yeah, to myself, yeah. are they going to redo Game of Thrones? And I was watching this video where they were discussing, are they going to bring back the theme song or are they going to do a new one? But the old one was just that good. How do you top it? Because the first episode was that cold open with the right. the voiceover and the explanation and makes you think, yeah, are they going to do a song? Are they going to 
do a whole different vibe check and everything. And, and they kept with the song and a different, you know, that background thing in the opening scene. And I can't complain. This, this brother no. cannot complain. No, I don't I, think I'm anyone, happy they did. I don't think anyone is complaining. Cause listen, like Sunday night at nine o'clock, you hear, Oh, HBO goes and it just goes bum bum ba da and it's just like fuck you. It's just the it's the best feeling. It's, and I'm oh, glad nipples, they did nipples it. are rock hard. Nipples <laughs> are rock hard. And yeah. shout out shout out to Game of Thrones as well, House of the Dragon, most viewed season or series premiere ever in history of television ever, no matter how you put it. That's an unbelievable milestone. Yeah, they like broke they they broke the internet again, kind of like. I forgot how many people got on season eight. Like it was the show the world was watching together. Oh yeah. Um, so oh, I yeah. forgot how many people were in it, but I think first, the first three episodes, I mean, we're going to talk about episode three, but the first two episodes instantly set the tone for this season. We got to yeah. know what's really happening, right? Like, listen, King Jaharis is that cold open. He's the King who lived, who had a prosperous time as king. His kingdom was amazing. He's mm-hmm. dying. He had issues with all his kids. He names King Viserys as the heir to the throne. Who was there? Well, after king. after a vote, after a vote, right? The queen who Correct. never was. The Correct. queen who Correct. never Correct. was. Sorry, it wasn't his. It it was his it was not him. It was a vote. Um and there is a cool theory that we'll talk about Alt Shift X talks uh, a lot. Alt Shift X, great YouTuber. Um, there's a theory he talked about, which I want to touch on because, like, I really loved it. And I'm not a huge fan of like over theories, Do but it. his theory is always Do based it. off. Books. I want you to say um, it. So there's a theory throughout um, Song of Ice and Fire, like the original Game of Thrones books, that like the Maesters have their own hidden agenda, um, and the Maesters like lie and cheat, and we kind of saw that with um, Lewin, who was the old mate, or no, Pycelle, Pycelle. Mr. Pycelle. Now, Lu- Lewin saw... was a he was a saint. That that man he was, was such... a saint. He met <laughs> he, he met an untimely Mace death. He met an untimely death. Yeah, he death. did. Uh fucking Theon. Um so we saw that with Maester Pycelle's like they can kind of lie their way around it. Um there's a theory that Maesters don't like dragons and dragon riders for obvious reason, and they show it in the show, uh, that like dragons are really a weapon of mass destruction. For sure. Um, so, so there's a theory that they don't like dragon riders. Patty Considine, uh, the actor for Viserys, he Great used cast. to ride Bal- he, yeah, he is. He used to ride Balerion the Dread, the biggest dragon who ever lived, but it, that dragon's dead now. So Viserys is not a dragon rider anymore. So there's a theory that like maybe the Maesters changed the vote to make it Viserys one instead of the Queen. Um, because they have their own agenda, right? Right. They don't want a queen for this reason. And she also is a dragon rider, the queen who mm-hmm. never was. So it's just something to think about that, like, the maesters have their own political play. The maesters are also from Old Town, where House Hightower is based out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, see in the show, you can see in the show, the maesters go to Otto first before King Viserys. Yeah. It's just something like small details like that. Um, I really want to point that out because I really like that theory, kind of. Yeah, but, like, that, they have their own a- agenda. They don't Very like dragons. Beautiful. No, no, they don't. Weapons of mass destruction, right? He who holds the dragon holds the power. Right. And uh, Viserys says something. It's like, it's not the dreams oh. that got us here. It's the fucking, right. it's, dra- the, it's the dragons. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's when clear. he's talking to Rhaenyra. And we, we saw it in the scene when they're at Dragonstone, when Otto confronts Damon and um, Rhaenyra comes up on her dragon. Otto is fully stripped of any power he had. Because like a dra- the dragons are literally 
they're like tanks against bow and arrows, basically. Just For like, sure. It's a great analogy. Yeah. I didn't want to say nuke, but <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't feel like it's a great like analogy. A uh, but it's like, if she says it, you will all die instantly turn to powder. So it's like, it's clear that the dragons are a little too powerful. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. to keep an eye For sure. on. Sure. Yeah. No, um, that's, it's got my attention. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, this is a personal thing. So I watched the first episode and I watched with my friends and my one friend texted me. He looked up. He looked up one of the. I'm not. This is a spoiler. This is a spoiler, by the way. Spoiler I'm alert. Gonna, Come on. No, no, no. I'm not going to say the spoiler out loud. I got the show oh. spoiled for me. Oh. So he he looks oh. up a he looks up a character name, and you know when you get a you know when you look up something on Google and you get that quick answer, like yeah. That quick box. Yeah. This quick box said something about the character that reveals, I think, a massive massive plot point in the story but like that already happened that we've already seen or that's upcoming no oh i i think it's like a pivotal point it through the books like it's like kind of like a peak moment like like stay off google stay off well so the story the story goes so he does it and he goes hey guys i look uh like what happens when you look up this or it's like what what did i just read and then i look it up i look up this person mm. and i read it too and i'm like you couldn't have just kept that to yourself like he oh. couldn't handle having the burden on himself so we all look it up and now he looked up that character's name again it's gone it's not on there anymore uh so i i don't care i don't care but like <laughs> i know who's something his I friend he should be tarred and feathered he should be tra- <laughs> you know he you know spoiler he should be sent to the wall yeah. he should get his he should get his balls cut off by the yeah, city watch. Yeah. That's what ha- that's what should happen to this young chap. Yeah. What a douchebag. God damn, yeah. man. What happened to respect? Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't hold on to himself. I don't mind. Uh, it's whatever. I don't mind knowing things, but I know something. So, uh, be careful. Who was it? John? Ah, oh, not John boy. <laughs> not Jumbo. John, but of course it was. Uh, get out of town. Last thing I want to touch on before we get into episode three was just kind of like uh, me and you had some problems with the time jump at first. Yeah, we didn't have problems. Well, we had a <laughs> there was a personal reason why we didn't like the time jump. It's because we love young Rhaenyra. Um, we have, we're big fans of Millie Alcock. But you know what? I'm such a big fan. I DM'd her. I DM'd her on Instagram. You know, I got it real quick before I let you go. I'll read it yeah. for the fans here. No, Here's please, because she needs story to answer time. you. She needs to answer. I'm hoping this gets retweeted enough. Maybe as fans, you could all tag her if she has a Twitter. I don't know. But I said uh, to Millie, Millie Alcock, I said, <laughs> I said, uh, hey, sorry if this is a little too forward, but if you ever find yourself in Buffalo, New York, or Denver, Colorado, give me a shout, and I'd be more than happy, more than happy to fire up some dinner, drinks, and dancing. Parentheses, I'm a real sucker for karaoke. All right, that's all I got. Take it easy with a, <laughs> the – Cheers emoji with the beer mugs. Dude, and stop it. To wrap it all up. So her name is Millie, right? And I, uh, I'm on, I'm on Instagram, and I noticed a friend of mine from school, Molly, was in Denver. So I, I swipe up. I'm like, oh, like I didn't know you were in Denver. Like, you know, how long did you stay in? Whatever, whatever. Totally forget about it. And two hours later, she replies like, oh, sorry, like I'm flying into Columbus now. And I'm like, Millie, but I saw Molly. My heart dropped to the bottom of my bosom dude to my plums i thought millie alcock just replied and was like oh, oh uh, sorry like millie molly you know yeah, and like yeah, in the moment yeah. my it was really quick i was on a walk and i looked down i'm about to call speed i'm like dude millie alcock just replied i'm like she replied i'm in 
I go, I'm in the inner sanctum, right? This Australian angel is, uh, she's in my back pocket. I do want to touch on something. I love that you say Denver or Buffalo. I'll fly to like, eat wherever she wants to go. No, it's just funny. She's like this Australian actress who like definitely has never been to either of those cities. Ever. Nor will she, nor will <laughs> she. She has the whole no. world at her fingertips. Dude, that's an awesome message. That's all time. I thought, you know, I didn't want to be too overbearing. You know, I didn't want to, I'm not some sleazy douchebag. I'm a kind man. I'm a kind man. You know, I'm like, Rachel, I'm sorry. It's Millie Alcock. But I mean, like, you know, it's not, you know, I break up with her. I wouldn't do anything crazy. But it's like, you know, I want to show Millie that I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. No, you you are. And you you clearly demonstrated it through that message. And I'm proud of you. And you can cook up dinners. You love karaoke, obviously. So <laughs> Whatever she needs. I'm, I'm her guy. I'm her guy. I'll yeah. be her errand. I'll be her, I'll be her, whatever she wants. Uh, yeah, so clearly we're both big fans, one of us bigger than the other. Yeah, uh, so that's why we don't want the time jump, right? Right. Like, right, she's, right, right. she's such a good actress. She's such a good actress. She, she actually is. And <laughs> um, yeah, that that's our main reason we didn't want to time jump. And, and also, like, I have a little bit of beef with actor changes. It's just like, yeah. uh, sometimes it's like, uh, but I understand where, now that I know where the story's going. Um, and I understand how fast it's actually moving. And I can kind of see more of an angle, like where it's actually going. It makes sense. It clearly makes sense that her and Allison and the uh, oh, fuck Valerian or whatever the not yeah the sea snake the, whatever oh the high yeah, powers the, those kids no 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 yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah they little, need to get the, older the, the black kids with the white hair as well yep um, so it's, um, it's clear that like they need to get older. What I'm curious about, right? Just greenlit season two. You think it's going to be a thing where? they're going to be time jumping back and forth? Or do you think once they make that step, you know, at some point to the season, to the future, which, I mean, I think the only actors that are changing are uh, Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra, uh, Allison, and then the, the two sea snake kids, because they're the only young kids. But you yes. think after that point, we're never going to see the young actresses and actors again? Or is it going to bounce back and forth? Do you, have you thought about that I, at all? I know, for sure I thought about that. I was thinking they might bounce back and forth, but that's not very Game of Thronesy, uh, Right, that's what I mean. That's That would... That's they kind of like tell the story as it goes. Right. Listen, if they, if they... I don't know, maybe in a second season, I don't know. I don't know what happens in this story. I don't know how far it really goes. Right, right. Um, it, it's like... I don't think that... This isn't a spoiler, but it's clear that the battle for the throne is going to start coming as... Allison's newest baby, King Viserys' newest baby, Aemon, I believe that's no Aegon's yep. his name. As yep. he gets older, he's gonna challenge Rhaenyra for the throne. Also, with that always external threat of Daemon coming in for the throne. So I think it's gonna be like those three. Viserys is still clearly struggling with power. Um, as you see, he like cuts himself on the throne. That's like a clear indication he can't handle the power. In the most recent episode, he can't he doesn't kill the stag. This first try, it's like a clear indication that like, he doesn't know how to handle the power. He's not meant for this. He's a good guy. Yeah, um, he's so just, it's he's so it just seems getting like weak. He's, it seems like he's becoming weaker and being phased out. And the question is, like, which of those three, if not anyone else, because everyone wants the throne, um, like, what's there's going to be a battle for the throne pretty soon. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited to see how the sides shake out. I, I'm very interested to see like, is it going to be. Renera and Damon and the Sea Snake, or is it going to be the Sea Snake goes back and sides with 
Aegon and, and Allison. Like I'm, I'm excited to see where the lines cross because obviously it's going to be Renera and Allison one side and the other. But I'm curious to see where the rest of the chips fall. You know what I mean? Which side? Who's gonna? Who? Who's on what side of the Dance of Dragons? You know who's Tangle? Who's? who's what? No, I'm I'm absolutely following. I I love to see where everyone shakes out. Um, I was trying to find the names of oh Valerion is their last name, so I was right. Um, that is their last name. Corliss is the head with the dreads. He's a badass. He's fucking sick. He was looking sick in that battle in the last episode. He's a badass. He's a badass. Um, I love that. So basically, yeah. So basically in episode one, we meet a lot of the characters. Um, Rhaenyra is named heir to the throne um, after Emma, Queen Emma, uh, Viserys' wife, dies in childbirth, which was an extremely graphic scene. Extremely graphic. I want to just put that out there. That's a disclaimer. That's question marks question or exclamation point exclamation yeah, point yeah. that was that made me sick i'm not like yeah. i watched it the first time you know i didn't look away a little maybe i did one of these you know and then i was watching again with my buddy spina and as that scene was coming on i deliberately held my piss in so that i could go pee as that scene started because yeah. i just twice in 24 hours i mean that's that could fuck me up for life that could no, i mean i could become a murderer no they came out swinging and let you know that it was Game of Thrones in the first episode. Chopping off yeah. balls, that scene. Chopping off balls. A lot of nudity. Um, Raper! Yeah. Stealer! Right? Just, well, come on. Come on. It's cutting off hands and balls. That scene was wild. Yeah, it was, um, it was, a, it was there, Woody's roundup. Literally. Literally, it was Woody's roundup. <laughs> Woody, dicks. You know? Yeah, no, I'm following. I'm following. Toy Story. All right, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Woody's roundup. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one. Uh, clearly they, the show is, I mean, in general, especially in the first episode, they want to show like what it was really like for women back then. Um, and like through this, a woman, a woman will never be accepted as a queen. The men will never accept a woman. The realm will never accept a woman. And it's like, they made it known that a woman's battlefield is birth, uh, childbirth or whatever, having a kid and a men's battlefields like these tournaments and fighting and like obviously war and stuff like that so they're making it pretty clear that like childbirth is dangerous back then um which makes me nervous that allison looks very pregnant again i want to note that um so it makes me nervous because it's like it seems like a lot of people die from having babies because they're forced to have babies at this young age which allison did um so something to note but basically episode one go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say brianne of tarth try to be a knight on the king's guard back in the age of the targaryens i mean she would be sold into slavery like like that i mean she would be they would make her the queen of flea bottom you know what i'm yeah. saying like that no one's no one's standing for that no Mm-mm. it's like clear especially when the targaryens dynasty 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 i like how you said uh, it though dynasty you know, i like that. yeah because i've been watching too much youtube videos dynasty for sure. um it was at their height. So the right before Viserys was King Jaehaerys, and that that king ruled. He had the most prosperous ruling, and they make it pretty clear that they're like they're at the height of everything. Things are lavish. Uh, the world, I mean, obviously politically it might not be going well, but like everything's grand, everything's big, and it's like it feels like a classic kingdom. When we get to Game of Thrones, like shit's falling apart. Yeah, Robert started. Robert does not belong on there. It's like you know he just caused issues to get up there. Um, right so we're yeah, still right. we're like, still in the high life right now you know what i mean and, like there's no there's no open rebellion there's just no. some 
minor little, like the, the crab feeder who looks like, I don't know if you ever want to look this up. I'll talk to our production assistant back here to find us a photo. He looks like the dude from the sequel to Silence of the Lamb in the wheelchair. That's what Crab Feeder looks like. So I didn't we'll, know we'll a find sequel. you. Well, there's two actually Red Dragon and oh, right, Hannibal. Right, 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 right. But uh, yeah, but he looks like that guy. I'll, I'll send you a picture, but you're going to find it. You're going to be disgusted. But that's Crab Feeder. That guy. Uh-huh. That guy's sinister as shit, though. Um, I do want to get episode three because oh, let me let me continue recapping one and two. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's clear that the dynasty dynasty. I'm gonna try to say dynasty every time is at its height, and it's clear that women are treated very poorly, um, especially in examples with like Otto and his daughter, daughter Allison, uh, just using her as political. Yeah, Viserys Viserys is a nice guy, um, but still, you can still see how he treats women. He killed his wife, whether he wanted to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, he didn't kill his wife by deciding to cut out the baby. He killed his wife by making her have so many babies so he could have yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into his dreams later. Um, so that wrap us up, wraps up episode one, The Baby Dies. Right. Um, yeah. Um, trying to think if there's anything. Uh, does he cast away Damon at the end? Yeah, he casts away Damon at the end. Oh, because he, well. he does the air for the day speech at a brothel. He sends Damon yeah. uh, away can't, to. Yeah, can't do that in a whorehouse. That scene's so funny. He sends him away to the Vale to be with his wife. He then ends up going to Dragonstone and holding Dragonstone. With his private um, army of gold cloaks. Janos yeah, Slint. Gold- Janos. Janos Slint. I literally watched him get beheaded the other night. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, my lord. I've always been a coward. I was scared. I was scared, man. I was scared. Janos I'll spank, I'll spank you, Janos. I will spank you. <laughs> Um, so in the second episode, oh, Rhaenyra gets named the heir at the end of episode. Yeah, one. right, right, yeah. Um, second episode, we, why am I blanking, man? I'm missing the main, the main jump, main, the main gist of the second episode. The main gist is, well, the end of it, we know, they're, they're kind of talking about, um, Viserys, who's going to remarry? That's kind of the underplot of the whole thing. Is it going to be the Valerian girl who's 12 years old? Right, and she's like, you. What did your mother tell you? And she's like, I don't have to bed you till I'm 14. And Viserys is like, that's fucked up. Yeah. And, you know, you're getting a little bit of this and that. Otto's creeping up. Damon's there. Uh, he stole the the dragon egg. He, you know, he claimed yes, he that did. all that shit's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So they have that, they have that standoff with Otto. Um, and just like, you know, just some ideas. It's like Otto clearly, clearly is an agenda pusher. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. He's like a bat. He's like a worse version of Tywin, like a starter pack Tywin. Okay, uh, yeah. No, no, no. He is. He is a starter pack Tywin. Yeah. Um, don't. Okay. Yeah. To speak. Like question mark. Sorry. No. 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 I, no, 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 I was reading. 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 Um. So we find out Damon's lying about getting married and having a kid just to get... He's always trying to get Viserys' attention. He's a second son, um, which is important in history and important in Game of Thrones. So, like, the first son is always the heir to whatever claim their father has. And mm-hmm. the second son is nothing, usually. So, um, second sons will go do crazy things because they can't be king or crazy things right. for attention. It's cra- and basically, Damon is always looking for his big brother's approval and attention. That's something that shines in in episode three and is shown here when he takes Dragonstone, steals a dragon egg, lies about getting married. He just wants attention for his brother. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. For sure. Episode three. 
Well, end, um, end of episode two. End of episode two. Last thing I'll say. Sorry, you know we're, we're getting back into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah end of episode yeah, yeah. two. Final scene. We're seeing what's Valerian's first name again with the dress. Corliss. Corliss. Final scene is Corliss in Damon's chambers, being like, something's got to happen with the crab feeder now more than ever. Now that Viserys slighted me and isn't marrying my daughter, you can step up and show the world that you can be the true heir and you are a legit Targaryen and you can bring stability to the realm. I need your help killing the triumvirate or whatever their name is of the, the pirates and crap. Yeah. The triarchy. And you know, that's where it ends. It's like, Oh shit. Yep. We're seeing some seeds of dissent here in Westeros. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we get. They're the second sons. They, that's when he says it. Corliss says those second sons because house Valerion has always been second to uh, house Targaryen. In a way. Yeah. He's like with the second uh, sons of the Targaryens. I know what it's like to be the whipping yep. boy. Yeah. Um, so we get into episode three. I just wrote down some scenes, uh, some plot points here that we can touch on. Feel it's almost, I got to check in in five minutes. It's, it's in five minutes. I just didn't have an alarm preset already. Yeah. Just keep chopping it up. I'm here. All right. In five minutes, let me know. We can, we can chill. All right. Keep chopping um, it up. Yeah. 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 So episode three, we get introed with the war. We see the war. Um, the war is clearly at some sort of stalemate. Um, uh, we'll get into the war at the end because that's when the the real action sequence happens. But we have the royal hunt, which well, what, we talked what about. What a sick opening scene, though. I'm sorry. I just got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah, just, yeah. it just piqued my interest real quick. Finish the title sequence. It's just pitch black out. This dude's getting hammered in. He's like, my lord is going to come and kill you. You know, you're yes, never going to yeah, survive yeah. out here. And he just rolls in on the dragon, torches everything, steps on the dude accidentally. Let it be known. Well, you gotta say, you gotta say. He goes, "My lord Damon, thank you, thank you, and thank you." He's he here, just slams him. And he's crab feeder, crab feeder, come out. And this dude is just yeah. sick and twisted, right? He's got the mask on and the scars. Disgusting. Yeah, that's all I had to say. Though, what an opening. I thought that was no. So you're right. Funny. That is funny, and I. It shows that like the dragons are absurdly powerful. And they like, yeah. they can control them, but only to so well, some point. And Caraxes is an awesome dragon. The long red neck, the fucked up back legs with like the wings on it. Love Caraxes. Um, I'm gonna try to know all the dragons' names so we know. Caraxes For sure, we're gonna get there. And Rhaenyra's is Cyrax. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and I believe we saw sea smoke at the end of the episode. Um, I think so, as well. so we go into the royal hunt, which was grand and full of size. And this is like a funny Game of Thrones note, maybe a little too nerdy for people. But in the first season, obviously Game of Thrones was low budget. Season one, they didn't have what they have now. But Robert goes on a hunt, and it's just Robert, Renly, and Sir Barristan the Bold, his uh, knight. Kingsguard. Kingsguard, thank you. Um, and George R. R. Martin fucking, he like has like a, he's such a nerd. He, I I love him, but he's so fucking weird. He has like a thing, or he hates that scene. It's his least favorite scene in game of thrones because that's not how royal hunts are it's just like four of them walking through the woods with a spear right um, so george r. r martin totally was at a huge part of this royal hunt and nutted all over it with the massive scale that took yeah place on it. for sure um, so it's it's something to note in terms of history obviously they couldn't do it right in season one because of the budget but like right. george had his chance now and he he executed on it <laughs> right um yeah so the royal hunt basically what happens is uh you know a few things i mean let's say we have jason lannister trying to get sold off to rhaenyra 
Right, Rainier, yeah, trying to sell Rainier. Yeah, the, you know, Jason Lannister is probably the spitting image of exactly what you think a Lannister would be, right? Just from yeah. all of it. He's like, I am, he's got the long hair. I'm Jason Lannister. This is the finest Dornish wine you'll ever taste in your life. The dragon pits for my queen or my lady wife. And she's like, dude, you are a Brad, a Chad. I don't know who you, man. You are just the ultimate arrogant douchebag. He's like, huh! Dumps the wine. He's like, oh, how dare you? I'm Jason Lannister. It's like, come on. Yeah. That guy's an the ass Lannister. clown. Yeah, he's an ass clown. The Lannisters are like the definition of Brad's and Chad's of Westeros. Like, For sure. That's their family. Lannisport. Um, the Rock. Lannisport. Douchebag. Yeah. I, love, I love the way he's like, well, when I'll say this is like, I love... I love seeing the houses and I love seeing the people from the houses that we know. We know House Lannister. Um, and I love how much he embodies what we know of as House Lannister. And yeah. I love the way he talks about the gold and Casterly Rook and the best wine and yeah. she and his lady rights. Just like all this bullshit. And we know that. So that felt like so good. So yeah. homie. I think Jason's going to be in the story a lot. And also funny, they were talking about this on Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. Jason? Like, like out of all the Game of Thrones names, Jason? I thought that was funny too, but like it kind of fits. That's what Spino was talking to me about it too. He's like, maybe it's a family name. I'm like, you think their dad's name is Jason as well? Like that is, that just seems not, he's like, well, maybe Jamie, Jason. I'm like, Jason, yeah, just, I mean, no, that doesn't even sound high board. That just sounds like you just picked a dude up off like freaking 14th and Broadway. <laughs> I think it rolls off the tongue fine. Jason. It Lannister, does. But it's, it's, Jason it's funny to note. It it's something to note. It's something to note. Fucking Jason. Is his um, name spelled cool? Is it like J-A-C-E-O-N or something like that? It it just looks like OG Jason. Just J-A-S-O-N, just plain old Jason? Yeah. Jason. That's it. I feel like that's gotta like you gotta be self-conscious, right? Oh, I got my buddy like Balon and my buddy, you know, Podrick and Gendry. Yo, what's your name? Jason. You know, you're in the most exotic yeah. lands in the world. Oh, hi, like, my name is Maleficent. I'm Jason uh, Lannister. You might know me. I'm a part-time skater. You know, I'm a, I'm a hunter. You're like, come on. Yeah, you you wonder why he can't get a girl. He's got, he's right. got major insecurity. Yeah, and his name, his name is Jason. I mean, that's, that's a bit, I, I hate his father for giving him that name, to be frank. Um, yeah, so Viserys is trying to wed Rhaenyra. It's time for her to find a husband whether for political advantage or not. And we find at the end of the episode, he says, you can marry whoever you like. He mm -hmm. kind of opened up for the first time we ever really seen him and Rhaenyra really connect like that. She was like, if it was for political advantage, you would have married one of those Valerian girls. And he goes, you're right. And he's like, he yeah, said, I married out. I married Allison because I wanted to. So he's going to allow Rhaenyra to marry who she wants to. He said, go find who you want. Um, and it shows that Viserys is a good guy, bad king. Um, that there's a difference there he's really trying um, to connect with Renera. i mean he really he is. three episodes straight he's just giving her and he knows he fucked up right he killed the mom marrying her best friend a lot of cap a lot of cap right there and for the last three episodes he's just been like what can i do to make you love me again and be my daughter i named you heir you're on the small council you do what you want I'm not forcing anything on you. You're just not interested, right? I mean, he's trying. And in, in her mind, it makes sense, at least to some extent, where the whole time she's like, I know you're going to replace me. I know when that baby comes out, yeah. it's all for nothing. You're, you're, you're just, this is all pageantry. You're just trying to be nice, 
because you're going to replace me, which and, he claims he swore on the gods. That's not the case on the mother's yes. memory on your mother's. Yeah, memory. That was a big, that was a big moment. Something to note too. Like he does shut her down in the small council when she brings up the dragon riders. Um, and he's like, how, and then him and, uh, Otto are like, how about something better suited for my lady? And yeah. she goes and picks the King's guard where she picks Sir Kristen Cole. Um, I think they're going to, I think that's a good little plot yeah. point coming up. If I may interject, I was watching yeah. the teaser for next week's episode. Clearly some love. And it's like, she comes in, she goes, it's a lie. I didn't do that. And I'm starting to think that maybe Otto plants some seeds. She's banging the King's guard. That's not Royal. That's not Royal at all. You know, you can't, can't have a whore be queen. You know, they'll never vote for a whore that's queen. So that's yeah. my, that's my hypothesis. That's my guess. Right. Ain't no slugs looks on like the some... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's all right. I, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm not misogynistic. I'm really not. No, you're not. I, I love them all. Yeah, clearly. Um, so yes, Viserys shuts her down at the small council, but at the end of this episode, he swears in their mother's memory that she's going to be the queen. So um, he's going to stay true to that. Um, if he can stay alive. I don't right. Know which is, it feels like a ticking time bomb, doesn't it? You, his his I, hand was looking gross. Oh my God. You got to know, or at least you have to assume that the powder keg is going to be the second he dies. What is, what's going to happen? What it's got to be the how long can he last? Can he last long enough to where Renera is old enough and ready? And it's a, I mean, he's got to die a sudden death, right? It's got to be, oh, he's dead. Is Renera the queen? Like, it wasn't named like that. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out because, like, he could be alive. And it's like, as long as Aegon becomes older, they're going to try to get him to be named heir. Right. Right. Like, whether older, he's alive, the older or not. he gets, the more claim he has. He'll be more aware. He could do, he could do some little marketing. Walking around the streets, become the poster, win a tournament. I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited to see him get older and see what happens with that. So, like when I found out that she had a Allison had a kid, that's when I was, became okay with the time jumps because I was like, clearly this kid needs to get older. Right, right. For, for the, it would just no be awkward they, if he looks older than her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like that's why the time jump makes sense there. Um, so another thing I want to talk about. So at the royal wedding, at the royal hunt. Uh, King Viserys gets wasted off wine, right? He wasted. wants to go Pistol banged up. He would, he, I mean, yeah. he looked like freaking orientation weekend. You know, it was back to school <laughs> shopping. This guy, this guy was blitzed. Yeah, like freshman, first time drinking hard liquor. You know, oh for sure, it was a joke. You gonna check? You want to check into your flight? It, I'm, it's got to click. Eight, it's got to be eight fifty. So it's like any second now. It's gonna check in. Right? Yeah. Let's right, pause well, here. Let's see what I get. Yeah. Let's see what I get. Here we go. Intermission. Here we go. Any second now, it's going to click at 8.50. I was watching well, your what eyes am I just gonna, go oh, side to side. Oh, 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 oh. Flight current not ready for checking. Come on, get me in there. What am I? Oh, boy. Oh, hoo-hoo-wee. What do you B26, find? Rach. B26. B26. Sounds like bingo, right? <laughs> A14. Or there's no A in bingo. Oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I haven't played. Big All right, I'm games. checked in. I'm back into it. All right. All right. Um. So yeah, King Viserys is a freshman drinking hard liquor for the first time. I mean, he's slurring. He's starting to open up a little too much, which we find yeah. out. So it's the scene around the fire. Well, first of all, he's there to have a good time. Everyone mm-hmm. keeps getting politicking. He says, "Everyone's politicking in my ear." Um. 
he clearly can't make a good decision. Every decision he's no. made so far has had extreme bad critique and bad repercussions. No doubt. Um, so he's out there on the fire talking with Allison. So this is where we get a little lore based, a little mystery, a little bit of magic, right? He's talking about being a dreamer. He had this dream of the kid. Um, and what we know about the Targaryens, I'm going to go a little into lore here. I'm not going to get too nerdy. I'm going to keep it quick for... Not too nerdy. Keep it bite-sized. Bite-sized. That's the name of the game. That's the podcast. For, for simple viewers. So the Targaryens and the Valerians are from this place called Valyria in Essos, right? Valyria ends up having a thing called a doom. They live The doom of old Valyria. Yeah. Doom of Valyria. Valyria was this like prosperous place filled with dragons. And there was other dragon riding families besides Targaryens. There's this doom that happens where it's basically all these volcanoes explode. No one knows how. Um, my boy all shift X does have a theory. But the Targaryens, there was a woman called Danny the Dreamer. She had a dream that this was going to happen. So they fled to Westeros and took place on Dragonstone area, whatever. So they survived, and they were the last dragon riders to survive, and only ones to survive. Um, so she had this dream, right? And then there's there becomes other dreamers, where we find out in the first episode, which I'm not a huge fan of, uh, not a huge fan of this at all. They talk about, um, I forget whose dream it was, who told Viserys the Song of Ice and Fire. Right. A dream, someone has a dream nicknamed the Song of Ice and Fire. That was corny. It was. It was an overconnection. They tried yeah. too hard. Um, let's talk about that besides the fire scene, because I want to talk about that. So they uh, he tells Rhaenyra about this dream that he was told about the Song of Ice and Fire, where Targaryen has to sit on the throne to save the White Walkers. Yeah. Listen. Or save the world from the White Walkers, not to yes. save the White Walkers. Yes. Thank you. Um, You're and, and what happens at the end of season eight is Arya, in terms of TV show canon, Arya saves the world. Arya does it. Arya wins it with this with the same dagger that he is showing to Rhaenyra and saying that when Rhaenyra becomes queen, he puts all his pressure on her. Like she needs to know this. And I wasn't a huge fan of it because it's like I understand they want to connect to the original Game of Thrones show. Yeah. But it's like to me, seeing a guy like Jason Lannister is enough. Right? That's enough connection for me. That's enough like ah, same world, same show. But this song of ice and fire thing, and then using the give, having the blade on him at all time. He has a dagger. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I'm not mad about it by any means, but I was like, it felt like a little bit of a stretch. Especially like I don't want to be reminded of season eight. Like I, I'd rather not. It's a different show. Yeah. I kind of would like yeah. to forget about it. So it's a little a little iffy on it. I feel like I don't mind him carrying the dagger. I, I kind of found him just carrying the dagger cool because it's like in the Game of Thrones regular show. It's just this cool Valerian dagger, right? I mean, it doesn't really mean anything other than it's Valerian, but when you think about it in the grand, grand scheme of things, that's the dagger of all the Targaryen kings and queens, right? I mean, like, nobody in the timeline of the main show probably had any idea that this dagger was the royal dagger, you know? Right. Oh, I dagger, didn't know that it was, like, passed dagger. down like that, yeah. So it's like, you know, I, the cheesy part is going... And he called it a song of ice and fire. And I'm sitting yeah. here and I'm I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? You know, and, like you know I'm like, it, it was forced. It was shoved down my throat. You know, they were force feeding me at a mental asylum. I don't need that. I'm okay. not hungry. I, I didn't I didn't know that the the dagger was passed down through Targaryens. I guess that is cool. Um, and then like in the show, it's the dagger that's tried to kill that 
is tried is used to try to kill Bran. Right. Um, but doesn't work. Catelyn stops right. it. Then it's like past a little finger and he blames it says it's Tyrion's that starts the whole war. Um it gets passed around, blah blah blah. Daggers little finger significant. gives little finger dagger. gives it to Sansa, Sansa gives it to Arya, kills Littlefinger. Who right, started it all right. with the dagger. It is. Right, it is. Right. Yeah, um, full circle. But there are Targaryens who are dreamers. But when they have these dreams, there's usually a part of it that doesn't come true, right? So they're seeing 80% of it. And they're, they might tell something about this king or whatever, but it's like it might not be a boy. It might end up being a girl. And there's just that little right. change that they don't see. And prophecies are dangerous in every show and every movie. Every, so it's something to know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fact. It's a fact because like they want to believe it. It's something to note that Viserys is a dreamer and he was like having a meltdown about these dreams at the fire mm-hmm. scene kind of. Thing. Yeah, notable, notable, notable. Um, sure. He was also banged up. So, uh, last thing, kind of on the about the hunt, um, like the killing of the boar, and then the killing of the stag and seeing the white stag. Um, that was a beautiful so, scene. Yeah, they Part did a good me- job. Oh, part of me wanted Runera and so Christ- Tristan Cole to just cut off that stag's head and walk it back to camp, and everyone would go, "She's the chosen one." She it, right yeah. then and there, you know. Runera's like, eh, "I don't need that. Let it live." And I'm sitting there thinking, if she just brought it back, the whole kingdom would get on a knee and be the queen, the queen. Yeah, I guess so. I so to me, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of episodes of tv that are based around too much of symbolicism like yeah clearly the stags were symbols for something oh, for sure right? for sure um we were like kind of waiting for something to happen that whole royal hunt a lot of just talking game of thrones style but like nothing really happened um so usually i'm not a huge fan of it but like i thought the symbolism was clear enough that i really enjoyed it so like yeah to me there was there was a few things of symbolic gestures here so rhaenyra coming back to the royal uh hunt covered in blood and then also Damon coming back from the war covered in blood as well yeah and then you see king viserys who's having a hard time killing uh, a tied up stag like unbloodied and it, it kind of shows like these two other these Damon and Rhaenyra are like much more fiery and mm-hmm. like a little angry a little hungry for that power and it seems like they yeah. can handle the power a little bit better and viserys is like a little more eh, hands off, yeah. a little softer. He's like his it. really nice uncle. Like he should be around everybody, but he shouldn't yeah. be making decisions. He'd, he'd be um, good on the small council. He shouldn't be the guy that's pulling the trigger, right? Like yeah. at, at the at the at the at the beginning of it, you know, the they're talking about the it's like the baby shower too or whatever, and the guy comes in. He's like the stepstones. It's a real problem, and he's like, it's a day for celebration. What's three more days if we've waited three years or whatever it is? And I'm like. Dude, it sounds like people are actually dying. You know, the the, yeah. the Valerians are losing a lot of good men down there. Yeah, and it's clear from the first episode that he's indecisive. Um, he like doesn't know how to make a decision because he cares about people, and kings yeah. should really care about people. Yeah, um, and it, it is to note, like when he cuts himself on the throne, it's like a symbol that you can't handle the power, right? Like you shouldn't mm-hmm. be comfortable up there. It's why it cuts you, but like he can't. He doesn't know what to do with his power. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's like something to note that they were both bloodied and like both killed something of importance. And like he had a hard time killing, took him two stabs, something that was tied up. Um, mm-hmm. And the white stag, pussy. yeah, like a white, he is, he is, a white stag in history is like a symbol for royalty. Right? Yeah. It's like a royal symbol. 
uh, and they were saying that they saw it and like King Viserys was ready to kill it. But the white stag went to Rhaenyra, which is like like a sort of omen or a symbol to her and to the audience that maybe she is built to be queen. She's the chosen one. Come on, she's the chosen one. Dude, I love her. She's the best. She's a bad bitch. She's like a way better version of Danny. Yeah, 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 for sure. She's. I think she's kind of who we thought Danny would have turned into, and then just kind of turned into this warmongering lady. But Renary, she's she's temperamental. She's smart. She sees what's going on, and she's dope. I mean, she's just yeah. Dope. No, she she's she's a great girl, well rounded girl. Um, well rounded. Honey <laughs> boy, on a... little boy, lover boy, I want to boy. Ooh. Ah. Um, <laughs> something to note with her temper that like she does have a targaryen fight she's starting to snap back at her dad and that yep. killing of the boar was like a huge release of some pent up anger she had just stabbing it ah, just cutting it up man like she did it once or twice yeah she cut it once or twice and then she really went in you know she got she got full murder mode and just ripped it open Dude, I bet that feels great though. Like in all honesty, like slaughtering a boar. All right, just, somebody called. Can somebody get Peta on my boy? Hey, somebody hey, get hey, Peta hey. on my boy. I'm in the woods. Jesus. I gotta survive. But like, you imagine just fucking stirring the shit. Just something. shanking the tits off that thing. Yeah, Sir Kristen Cole. Sir Kristen Cole. <laughs> I love how in uh, it's in the second episode when they're at the Dragonstone and like Damon and Otto are facing off, and Damon goes, Sir Crispin. Cole, is it? And he goes, Sir Kristen Cole. And he's like, I, oh, fuck. He's, he's like, like, oh, I must, you might, I must have you forgot. Might. And he goes, perhaps you forgot when I knocked my prince off his horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like the slyest. Uh, that's a bad motherfucker right there. That's a yeah. that's a bad boy. Um, yeah, I do want to kill a boar. Uh, Rhaenyra kills the boar. Let that known. They Let that known. Dan, put that on his. Maybe that's. You know what? Maybe that's what. We'll do for your bachelor party. We'll go. Ooh. We'll go on one of those boar trips. You know, the guys right. will push them out, and instead of just shooting them when they run across the field, we'll just—I mean—we'll get in there. You know, we'll have six, oh, seven boy. guys. You know, we get to go like at the beginning of Westworld. You know, we get to go in and pick our guns and our hats. We're just—I want a machete, I want a samurai sword, and I want you know a freaking broadsword, and we're just gonna slash these piglets up. And I rock a black hat that night. And you—you're wearing the black cap. You're wearing the black hat. Sure. That's for sure. It's your day. For sure. Um, so that basically wraps up the royal hunt. Um, things to note, Allison's pregnant. They have one kid. There was a three-year time jump about from episode two to episode three. I thought the time jump was smooth. I thought it was yeah. pretty seamless. Yeah. Um, and that basically wraps up for the royal hunt. Um, but then, oh, yeah, so... Viserys writes a letter to Damon that he says he's going to send him aid, right? The war's not going well on the Stepstones. He wants to help out his brother. He gets advice from Allison. He wants to be a good guy. So let's jump to the Stepstones. I just want to say, Crab Feeder, it's been, what, two or three years, they said this little rebellion's been going on, right? And, you know, there's starting to I mean, it has to be, right? So. The baby turns turn two, so she had to have been pregnant, yeah. so about two to three. Yeah. I mean, Crab Feeder is dug into the Stepstones like the Viet Cong or the yeah. Japanese army in Mount Siribachi. 
like they are, they're not coming out, you know, and they're able to just man, cause it's a shipping lane. So they're able to, they don't have to do shit, you know, as long as they're eating the boats come through and they just fire the catapults and they blow up the boats and yeah. you can't go in there. It's a wide open beach and it's literally step stones. I mean, talk about vantage point. It's the red wedding on steroids. I mean, it is an absolute, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a blender bottle. It's a, it's a cauldron. I mean, you can't do anything about it. Right. It's, Dragons can't torch inside. No, it's, they show that like the dragon can't get in there. It's like pure guerrilla warfare. And the crab feeder and the triarchy have a clear, clear advantage. Um, so yeah, there's like a massive advantage there. And it, it looks to me like a, a sort of stalemate. Like, yeah, they've yeah. lost men and they've, they're losing the war, but it's not like they're getting like bodied. Like it's just a stalemate. Right. And they don't know what to do. It's never, it's never, at least my thought, it's never crab feeders army on the offensive. It's never, they're getting stormed. It's just the, the Valerians and, and Damon just have to keep constantly attacking it. And every time they can't get in, you know, every time they get stopped on the beachhead. So it's just this endless loop of, we can't flush them out. They're still blowing up our boats. What do we do? Yeah. Yeah. What do we do? So that's where we come in and Damon gets the letter that his brother's going to send aid. He beats the he shit out of the like messenger. That. He says, he said, this is my thing. I'm going to do it myself. Right. So I'm not sure. We don't know if they made a plan or it was a full suicide mission, but I'm under the impression they made a plan. I am too. I, I'm I'm thinking that's yeah. a plan too. Like what Damon really thought he was going to go in there and beat a whole army. Just had to draw him out. Just had to draw him out to kill the prince, you know? And and, and they took the bait. They took the bait. No, yeah, because when uh, the one Valerian son, I don't know his name yet, was talking about it, he said, we just need to draw him out. And he ends up coming on his dragon sea smoke. So I oh, think that wasn't there. Damon. But Damon walks. Wasn't that? Wait, wait, wait. No, that, that wasn't was Damon's dragon. No. Oh, no, that just blew C-Smoke. my mind. He's a dragon. Wait, rider. so right. Oh, so his mom oh, is the so... queen. Is mo- go ahead. So the Valerians have dragons too. This is I. I feel like I'm a piece of shit for not knowing this. I gotta get spanked. Well, his mom is right and and all kids Um, born his his mom is the queen who was never was so he has the blood of a dragon in him right right so he still got the egg when he was born he still gets the dragon egg correct so he has sea smoke um okay sorry i got this uh, imdb is just not giving me the answers i want that's all right that's all right we'll make our own website one day we get some funding from Um, patreon yes so Thank you, Patreon subscribers. Um, so Damon goes in, waves the white flag, and then and then he goes yep. full suicide mission, just slicing, dicing. Um, was this one of the best war sequences we've seen in Game of Thrones? I think it has to be. I really do, right? And partially maybe biased because it's been so long since we've seen one. But I thought, uh, I mean, it's... Two armies we've never seen before, which was so cool. Like I said, I love their armor. They got that blue going. Yeah. I mean, the the big boys are in there swinging those war axes, and it was just chaos, right? The, the whole army's around Damon, and they're about to move in and kill him, and then they just charge down the breach, and they're running at each other, and it was oh, it was sick. I, I mean, the the graphics make it so better, and the scale makes it so good. Like you said, it's so practical. 
you know, we our minds were blown when we found out Battle of the Bastards had whatever it was, 600 extras and 100 horses. I mean, right. this battle probably had, you know, 250, 300, 400 people. Maybe that's a stretch, but I mean, it felt large and the stepstones and the dragon was torching and they're shooting arrows and people are getting shot everywhere. And it was like just mayhem. It was so cool. So cool. Yeah. And it was an awesome war sequence. And like also seeing Damon going that full like solo slicing and dicing mission was sick. Yeah. Seeing yeah. the dragons oh. come oh. out and torch. And the the Valerians were sick, dude. They were kind of fighting with like Warhammer style, like some yeah, bloody like, bashing. Just boom, bah, just cutting them down, man. Like some freaking giants or orcs. Uh, yeah, no, I think it it tops a lot of fight sequences. It was up there. Um, it was it was sick. Love was love sick. getting a battle this early too, right? I remember yeah. how much of a tease it was. Uh, season one or season two it was the. The battle of what was it, Whispering Wood, Whispering Woods, or yeah, whatever, where Rob where like sends around. He shows Tyrion marching into battle, and you're like, "Let's go!" And then he gets knocked out, and you wake up, and the battle's over. It's like they have the budget back then. We probably see some of that battle. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. And like, and now they have the budget. Like we just got an episode three, pretty big fight sequence, like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, that was a treat for sure. Yeah, and it's funny because like. It obviously had stakes and like obviously mattered, but it wasn't like Crab Feeder's been around for three episodes and this war's been brewing for two episodes. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't been this right. build up thing. Like it, we kind of, it was a quick and it's over. The Steps and yeah. Battle's over. Yeah, it's and done. we got, we got a full sequence for it. We got a full war sequence. So we're blessed. I mean, like let's I mean, just yeah, take a moment. Really... We are lucky. We are lucky human beings to be able to watch this show. For sure. Live again. Thank God's be good. And the battle was over when he dragged Crab Feeder out, sliced in half. That was right. Sick. I would have loved to see him cut him up, I think. I would have liked to see that happen. But I think him yeah. coming out of the cave and his intestines are just dragging behind him. And he's just got him by his arm, just walking him. Walking him to the middle of the beach, you know, fist pump, rocky. Yeah. 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 Like, fuck you, I brother. I don't need your 10,000 men. I don't need your 10,000 men. I make my own glory. No, he he became, and it looks like in the preview, he becomes the king of, uh, whatever the fuck they call their place, Driftmark, the Valerians. Looks like he becomes the king of Driftmark. Um, yeah. But Alt Shift X said something that I, I definitely agree with here. He was like, he didn't mind that he didn't fight um, Crabfeeder because like Crabfeeder is not a fighter. He's clearly like a deranged, beat up man. He's covered in grayscale. His like eyes are red. Like he he's like his hair's gross. Like he doesn't look like a fighter. He's not known to right. be a fighter. So it's like if they build up this massive scene and Crabfooters, like, dude, Damon has Dark Sister Valerian Steel Sword. Like, no wonder he right. cut him in half. Right. Crabfooters yeah. is a dying man that literally just crucifies people on beaches. You know, he doesn't right. have strength. No, like, he's just intimidated in a different sort of way. It's like when you catch um, a serial killer, they're never really strong. You know, they're always no. just scrawny, fucked up people. Sure. It's like all in the mental. Yeah. Mental. Very, very Pirates of the Caribbean like though, for sure. Who? Crab feeder. Crab feeder. Like he looks like one of the yeah, like one of David hey. Jones's men. Sure, yeah. He's like on the beaches and he's like peep crabs are eating everyone. Like it, sure. it gave me some pirates vibe. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'm there for it. He is a pirate. Thanks. Yeah. He's a pirate. I like that connection. Um yeah, so that ends the episode. Um I don't think we missed much. You know, a lot of politic in this episode. No, not whispers. all. First, first, like twenty or thirty, like the first twenty minutes, I feel like it was before. 
because there, there was a little bit before they got to the hunt. And then obviously there was a lot of politicking in the tent and with Jason Lannister, I'd say like the first 20 or 30 minutes before they went and looked for the stag was pretty, um, the Otto's brother tells Otto or Otto's brother is the Lord of high tower tells yeah. Otto, uh, your, your grandson's gotta be King, you know? And, yeah. and then he's spinning those webs and he's figuring it out. And, Telling Allison, push the envelope, you're the wife, schmooze a little bit, say what's up. Got a little bit of that. Uh, the other guy on the small council, uh, that's a Lannister brother, right? The fatter guy? That's no, Jason's older Lo- brother? No, I think his name's Lionel Strong. Is that who that is? He's a, str- yeah, Lord Lionel Strong, yeah. Right. Like, he's telling, he's like, you want to hear my opinion? He's like, oh, you want, you know, you want your son to marry Renera? And he's like, no, man, like, you know, like, oh, he says you should have Renera marry Aegon, which was trippy. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Otto said that. Uh, Lord Lord Strong said that she should marry the uh, Valerian boy. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh my God. <laughs> it's all right. Where am I? Where am I? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? So I'm excited for the rest of the season. So that kind of wraps up the episode. What are your What are your thoughts? uh show in general some future thoughts some predictions what do you what do you have to say about the future well there's no there's no doubting why the series premiere got 10 million or 20 million or 30 million viewers or whatever i mean it is that good they didn't skip a beat the budget's there the graphics are there we always say oh imagine if game of thrones came out right now you know imagine if season one came out in 2018 instead of 2009 or whatever or 2011 well, it is, and we're watching it now in, in front of our eyes unfold with everything that we'd want to see. The dialogue is there. The music is there. I mean, I say it all the time. My favorite thing I like to look for in shows is tone, and I mean, we're getting it. It's dark. It's intense. You have your laughing moments. You have your crazy moments. I mean, you're getting the dialogue and the monologues and the speeches like Viserys when his wife dies. You all come in here and pick on my family like crows to the dead or whatever it was. And it's like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I felt it. I'm like, poor bastard just lost a girl that he actually really loved. Like not some shitty arranged marriage. It's like some Ned and Catelyn Stark vibes. And I mean, it's there. It's great. I'm excited to see. I don't know when the time jump's going to happen. I'm based off the preview for next week. Seems like we're still going to be with these actors for one more week minimum, at least I would say maybe two more, but I'm 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 excited and I'm terrified to see how would how Renera gets duped, um, how this war starts, who sides with who, where the factions go, and I, I'm just I'm curious how they're going to wrap up this season now that it's greenlit for season two. We can't expect this to be you know we're not going to find the solution in the next six weeks, nope. next seven weeks. Nope. Like it is I going we to no. carry over. So we you know what is going to be the cliffhanger. Is the cliffhanger the start of the war? You know, I don't know, I, but I'm excited. I want to see how they manage the time jump. I think is I think it's exceptional TV, and a time when great TV is rolling out. This is cream of the crop for sure. It's it's the top dog right now. I'm thinking I'm thinking it's gonna be a five episode split between the age jump between mm, the I like year that. gap or actor changes. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get five mm-hmm. and five. Um, and yeah, like I said earlier, like. The House of Dragon is Game of Thrones reimagined, and they're like not shying away from the fact that they're remaking this the what they did. It's basically the same story, just different people in different time. It's mm-hmm. people fighting for the throne. This yeah. one just happens to be 
a more family-based drama. So mm-hmm. the drama's internal. Right. Um, right, 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 right. I've loved I've loved every second of it. Um, and I'm excited for it and I'm totally back in the world. I'm happy for Westeros. And like it it's clear that George R. R. Martin, not clear, he wants to build his own MCU. He wants to build his own Star Wars. He wants to build this world where there's endless shows coming out about it. And I'm not <sighs> mad about it. He wants I to I wish build he was his own twenty universe. years younger. I wish you yeah. Right, we keep saying and when's he, the bastard gonna die? He's like fat and when's has he gonna, asthma. Yeah, yeah, he's like when's fat he gonna and croak? has asthma. When's he gonna croak? And I mean, ah, just write as many books as possible because I think the last thing this show needs is, I mean, we saw it with the original Game of Thrones. I think the last thing we need is for these writers to go off book and think they can write how George R. R. Martin writes and connect everything like he connects it. Because that could very well be the death of it, for sure. I mean, goddamn, George is only seventy three years old. Dude's on his death. Yeah, but he's fat and has, he's fat and has asthma, and she's a horny old man who writes. It sounds like you're really. I mean, you're attacking just fat people with asthma. You can be fat with asthma. No, no, no. They can't survive. No, no. I'm saying like, no. Do you think this dude (laughs) lives any what of a healthy lifestyle? No, dude. I bet he's grinding up Big Macs into a blender and just injecting it into his freaking in between his toes like you would heroin i don't have beef with people who have asthma like i'm just imagining george and like this one fat lazy boy and he's always just like plopped in there and he's just, just breathing like, like <gasps> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <gasps> he's like where's the goddamn clicker yeah 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 i'm just imagining yeah, no doubt. i don't think he does treats his body well that's my point mm, no not like he's no saint he is no saint no um so Episodes come out every Sunday. I yep. love it. Uh, oh, Nine o'clock oh, Eastern. Something, something I wanted to note when you mentioned the book. So the books about this story are both told. They're told as like a historical book. So it's like the book is right. written by it's, me it's, and you. It's two people yeah. who are telling this story. So there is bias and there's misinformation. Right. So even people who read the books don't fully know what's going to happen. That's why it's so nice that George is here. He's kind of filling in the holes and they're making the story with what is what actually happened, because the book is from the point of view of people who heard what happens, a historical book. Right. Um, It's like an encyclopedia. So that means anything can change. Right. That means anything can change. At least least I tell myself that because I know something. (laughs) We're hey, we're due for one. We're, oh right, God! A part of me wants to know. Do I want to know? No, no, no. It's no. that bad, huh? I think it it might be the major plot point of the show. Are we gonna get it this season? Well, no, there's two seasons. No, I think it's going to. I have no clue. I have no clue, but I don't think so. I can't believe you have to bear this weight for years to come. Gods be good. I mean, someone God, someone spoiled that Han Solo was gonna die right before I saw Force Awakens, and that was like, God, what? Man, you surround yourself with just bad people. John Boy, <laughs> chopped. That's a chop. Yeah, that was a, that was that was a piss poor move on his end, for sure. That's no no. Um, let's let's we're going long here. We called it, but I do want to talk about what we watched because we watched so much. Um, so general thoughts. I've loved the show. I'm excited for every second of it. Me and Hunter, we clearly have no beef. Um. A little bit beef with trying too hard to link it to season eight, but not a big little bit. A little bit. That's all right, though. It's all, right. all right, my friend. What have you been watching? 
first answer, way too much. Um, <laughs> second answer, so in the time that we've been apart, been apart, I watched the entirety of Veep on HBO, so that is seven seasons. Watch that real quick. Um, I watched this miniseries on Netflix called Midnight Mass. Shout out Spina. He told me to watch it, and I watched it, and it was freaking fantastic. It's uh, same guy that did, like, The Haunting of Hill House and, like, The Haunting of Bly Manor or something like that. So it is a horror religious cult thriller, and it it's fucking trippy as shit. I think you should watch it. It's only eight episodes, I think, or seven maybe, but it's it's a good it's a good flick. It's a little scary. Um the new Lord of the Rings show is out. Uh Lord of the Rings, the uh why can't I think of it? Why can't I think of it? Hold on. Something of the ring? Power? Rings of power. Lord of the Rings, the rings of power. Yep. First two episodes came out. I was just reading this funny thing that it's like, of course when this highly anticipated Amazon show that they've been working on for like six years about lore and game, you know, game of Thrones style, right. Elves and orcs and shit. Fantasy comes out. uh, HBO just drops game of Thrones right on their nose. And it absolutely tanked Amazon's rankings, Uh, the viewership, everything. And I think they're having trouble getting people to watch it. It's good. I mean, it's the, I think the budget, the budget was like $280 million for this 10 episode thing, maybe more. And yeah, I think there's, they're, yeah, they're getting viewership trouble just because everyone's like, it's not Game of Thrones, man, it ain't GOT. And you know, I can see that for sure. Um, you know, I, I, if you gave me like 10 more minutes, I'd probably think of way much more. I've been watching season one everything. of The Sinner, season one of The Sinner on Netflix. That's also a good little crime mystery show. Watched only season one, though. I heard season two and three are I'm good, but it's like, tr- it's like Netflix is true detective. Except it's 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 continuous after the first season, like same couple characters, but like a different kind of story. But season one was unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I've been watching. All right, fair, 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 fair. Um, you know, it's hard to recap a few weeks, no doubt. Um, so let's get into me. First thing I want to say, I watched the Manti Teo yeah, documentary. Oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, it's really good. It's like really, really crazy. It's good to know that story, right? And it's so that not we stop ex- thinking that. Right, like people kind of thought he was insane when that came out. Right, it was like Monte Teo is a fucking weirdo idiot. Right, um, no spoilers, but he gets catfished by a guy who had a very high pitched voice. Correct, that guy's girl voice was crazy, and that guy is now a woman. transgendered. Yeah. So yep, trans um, changed, and she's and she's in the story, and she's fully part of the documentary. So that's what makes it so good because she tells her side, and Manti tells his side, and it makes the story like complete. Um, so that was probably that was a amazing. bag out of that. That was an amazing story. Um, I've been watching light and magic on Disney plus the story mm. of the visual effects team from the original star Wars movies yep. who end up doing other things. I I've really watched the watch first four episodes Four, four episodes. And it's, it's the first three movies, basically uh, the original three. And they go end up, I think they end up doing other stuff. I mean, they do other stuff in between it, but dude, it's awesome. It's really, really, really cool to see these characters get made and see how the ATAT walks. Oof, I and might like, pop into that tonight. Oh, dude, you would love it. Like I love anyone... how they have all that footage too. Like, I feel like there's so much behind the scenes footage. Like, no one, I feel like no one's really doing that in the seven, six, seventies, eighties around then. 
And I mean, I own the, the box DVD set of the original six Star Wars, and it comes with like two films behind the scenes of the trilogies. And even back in you know 2006 or whenever when I bought it, I mean, they still had so much footage from George Lucas doing A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And, and no, that's a fantastic point because like it's something I didn't even notice because there is so much of it. Sometimes when I watch documentaries, it's like a picture. And it's like a slow 10 second video of this town and then another picture, you know what I mean? Then an interview. It's like, yeah, this, they give it to you. They really give it to you all. And if you like Star Wars by any means, hundred percent recommend it. Um, I watched season one and season two of only murders in the building. Fun, oh. family friendly murder mystery. Mm. Um, not an intense murder mystery. Very funny. Martin short, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez. Very, very funny. Also good story. Yes, I've seen commercials for that. Is that Hulu? Hulu. Hulu. Rick and Morty's uh, also, back as well. Pumped. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to watch that. I got to watch that. Good episode. Solid start. Um, Solid start. My last few, my last two things are F-Boy Island Season 2 on HBO Max. Will um, they make you watch that? No, dude. The first, <laughs> Me and her watched the first season together. It's The first season was fucking hilarious. And the second season... I have one more episode left. It lives up to the first season, if not surpasses it. It's so Cody Co did like a reaction video of it. That's why I first was like, I'll watch it. It's just like a self-aware dating show. So like it makes fun of itself. Right. Um, and basically the way it works is I'll quickly describe it. There's three women. Half of the guys are self-proclaimed F boys. Half of them are self-proclaimed nice guys. And the nice guys are like still kind of douchey, but like nice. The F boys are like, actually most of them are like actually bad people like liars manipulators schemers who just like want to fuck as many girls as possible and it's messed up some of these guys what they do and say um (laughs) but the show itself is hilarious very good tv do we know who the fuck boys and who the nice guys are yes we do the girls do not and the way it works at the end is like if you're an f so if you're a nice guy and the girl picks you, you each split $50,000 or something. But if you're an F boy and the girl picks you, you can take a hundred K for yourself and leave. Oh, that's crazy. Dude. It's like, that's like, that, that's, I like that though. It's like, you're actually kind of oh, invested. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like he's lot. You know, that's like what the bachelor wants to be. Right. No, this is like, this is like the bad brother version of the bachelor. That's cool. Um, I like that. Yeah, the best uh, one more, last thing about it because it's it's a stupid ass show, but it's like good stupid. You know, some reality TV shows like so dumb. It's like, oh my god, this is yeah, like you just you literally just roll your eyes, and put your head down. And you're like, this, this is, is just good shit. This is out. good shit TV. It's good shit, he says. It's good shit. Yeah, this is good shit TV. Um, but one of the guys, he's an F boy, and he goes, oh, right away he admits, I'm gonna take the hundred K. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna manipulate. Dude, he's amazing at it. He gets the other guys. He's manipulating the other guys. Like, he's 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 nuts. He's nuts. It's awesome. Do the um, guys know who the nice guys and the fuckboys are? No, but like they hang out long enough where it's like okay, they start to figure know. it out. Yeah, you know they're like in a resort in Cabo. Like you know, you hang out with a dude long enough, you might find out he's kind of a bad person. Right, like he's doing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, that was about it. And then I did watch a movie. I watched The Sound of Metal. Um starring Riz Ahmed from Rogue One. Remember Riz? Who, who does he play in Rogue One? Um, Is he Bodhi Rook? I think so, yeah, with the goggles. The, yeah, Bodhi Rook. Yeah, 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 that's Riz. Um, basically, he plays a dude who's in like a metal band. He's a drummer, and he loses his hearing. It's just kind of his journey 
about how do I become death? Do I want to become death? And this whole sort of balance and fight. I mean, death like, or death? I think I struggle with my with my f- death. With I could have sworn to God you want. I could have sworn to God. No, I probably do. Like that's that's one of those things I've had a problem with my whole life. I think. Uh, sure. Uh, like I, now I, me- I feel I like a up. douchebag. I just no, 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 no. I thought you meant to go death. I just thought you maybe you thought the word was death. You know, no, I'm like, I know it's with an F. You're like, does he want to be death or does he not? I'm like, so he, well, he's the Grim Reaper now. Like, now he goes from he loses his hearing, so he starts like murdering. Like, that's that's kind of where I thought this was going. It's like very much a grounded story. Um, okay, soul searching. Got it. Not slasher. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's like, how do I live like this? Or do right. I want the surgery to get rid of it? Right. Um, right. I'm here. Kind of intense. Just, just because of like the jarring nature of being deaf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that time it was crystal clear. Crystal clear. Yeah. I also messed up free and three, so I got a three free. Yeah, you got to give a little extra humph. Uh huh. Um, other than that, I did start watching an anime show on Netflix, Attack on <gasps> Titan. I think it's called. Or uh, wait. Yes, Attack on Titan. My brother recommended that. He said it's so good. I kind of read the whole story because I didn't want to watch the whole show, but I still have to rewatch because I don't remember. I just watched all of season one of Invincible on Amazon. Nice, nice, nice. nice. You told Did, me about that. Have, yeah. have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can explain it though. Uh, it's just this show in like a, you know, a, a different kind of reality or maybe just really in the future where there are superheroes and superhumans and like other planets are well-known and there's aliens and whatever. It's like fantasy-esque. But basically, it's Omni Man is a superhero that is the king of all superheroes on Earth, and he has a son, and he finally gets his powers. And for some reason, Omni Man turns evil, but still trying to play the good guy. Like he starts—I don't want to spoil anything—but he just starts doing a lot of bad shit. And I mean, the cast is unbelievable for this. You got to listen to this. Jason Lannister. Yeah, here it comes. Ready? Here is the cast for Invincible. It is Stephen Yoon, J.K. Simmons, Mark Hamill, Seth Rogen, um, Zachary Quinto, who was in uh, Star Trek or whatever. Um, the guy who plays Rafi in The League. Uh, Walton Goggins, Zaze Beats, like all pretty well-known people. Clancy Brown's in it. Mae Whitman, she was in Avatar. She voiced Toph. Clancy Brown, Clancy Brown Mr. Krabs, uh, he was in Shawshank Redemption. Justin Rowland's in it, uh, Rick and Morty guy. It is just a jam-packed Go cast, ahead. and they are they are doing season two right now, and I am stoked. Um, awesome, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. I do want to watch the show. Finished the last night. Show. Oh, you did? Oh yeah, it was up till two a.m. and I had to be up at six thirty. <laughs> Too easy for you, huh? Ah, one of those things. I also watched Lightyear on Disney Plus. Uh, oh, I gotta watch it. Is that out? I'll yeah. watch it. Yeah, I was indifferent about it. I liked it. I liked it. I definitely liked it. I don't want to say I didn't like it. Just didn't feel like one of Pixar's best. Sure. It's sort of specific reason you didn't like it. Something. Well, distasteful. uh, Your distasteful scene that you didn't like. No, no, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) We we support. We support. Yeah, we just read a couple articles. Read a couple articles. Yeah, we know other people were 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 mad about. Very stuff. upset about that. Very. Um, no, it's just basically it's like a science fiction story, but it happens to be animated, right? So right. 
it's not interstellar but imagine interstellar just happens to be animated animated I'm, I'm um, and it's you. like it was funny at times but just didn't feel like it it just didn't have that like you know i i just wanted it to be something that it was it's fine i like didn't have that just, didn't have that magical pixar feng shui no, heartwarming no. like oh what a beautiful story exactly it just didn't have that it factor for me it was still good mm. though mm. chris evans did a good job he honored buzz he honored the original Buzz Lightyear. It's funny because Tim Allen's not dead. Well, oh, the story, the the Lightyear, the story is the movie that Andy from Toy Story saw. That's what the toy is based off. So the toy in Toy Story is based off this movie that we are currently watching. Make sense? Oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, so, oh. So Buzz Lightyear, the toy is based off a movie. That movie is oh. this movie. Oh, I thought. I was under the impression that it was just the like somewhere in a distant future, Buzz Lightyear is actually a real character, and all these planets and stuff are real. And no. okay, all right, well that's so technically then Tim Allen's Buzz Lightyear is a knockoff of Chris Evans. Yes, well Tim Allen's is the toy version of right. Chris Evans, right? And but it's like they cool... couldn't they couldn't get the voice actor to do the lines, you know, so they brought in another <laughs> exactly. Guy. What's cool is like Tim Allen's Buzz Lightyear is like a little stern and like. Uh, whatever. He's got some characteristics that. Uh, Chris God. Evans is Buzz Lightyear. It's, 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 yes, it's getting too late. We're done. The, the podcast yeah. is over. I'm mixing for sure. now. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's what we're watching. Awesome. Nice. That was smooth. Well, at some point, it's like you know, what time is it for me? It's eleven thirty. I'm starting. To I'm see kicking it, you at nine thirty. Yeah, well, dude. Good for you. I'm starting to get. A little I have my cross, whole life. So. I have my whole life ahead of me. Yeah, my Diet Coke ran out. You know, I haven't oh, had water please. in an hour. Things are getting, things are brutal. Me, you know what's funny? Real quick, Rachel has been in and out of here for like the last 30 minutes. She's packing for LA. And I ran out of water probably 45 minutes ago. And the first time she walks in, I'm like, hold this up. I'm like, real quick. I'm like, and she looks at me. She just goes, and I'm like, what? So she's like, every once in a while, if you go back and check the tapes, you'll notice I kind of do this. Yeah. I, I may I might move like this a little to the left, and I was begging her to get me water because it is literally probably seventy nine degrees in the apartment right now. No joke. Why? I'm like it is. It's freaking eighty eight degrees outside right now at nine thirty at night. It's brutal West Coast life. It's steaming, dude. It was ninety nine yesterday during golf. I was yeah. Sweating. Yeah. No, I I feel it. Summer's over. My mouth is dry as a desert. It's brutal. Yeah. I'm starting to get the, you know. Oh, getting close ew, to I don't, oof. the booty hole, man. <laughs> the crab feeder. The crab. That's what I'm just going to start calling people now, right? They're like, like, you know, weird kid. Yo, what's up, Hunter? How you doing? And I'm like, shut up, crab feeder. You know, just like a classic Moran joke. Like, be quiet, butt pirate, you know, or like, yeah, it, it slowly like, became an insult. Crab feeder. Yeah, slowly but surely it's an insult. Right. I'm like, you look like a fucked up, twisted rag doll. Well, your king eats and shits and fucks. He eats and drinks and shits and fucks. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um, anyone, if you made it this far, once again, always gods be good to you. Um, any recommendations for us? TV show, movies that we shall review in our next episode? Because once again, we are not a Game of Thrones podcast. We are not a Game of Thrones podcast. And I do have something great to announce for whoever's listened all the way through here. 
Um, we will have one Mr. Parker Steven Jackson on our show sometime in the near future. He was the concept or is the concept artist for the movie Nope. He has worked with other notable singers, actors, producers, directors, films, music videos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he will be gracing us with an interview in the upcoming weeks. Should I? So, should I? That means I have to watch Nope. Yeah, that's that's exactly what that means. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, he got to, he got to walk the red carpet and uh, did and he, did he soil it like we would or no? No, I think he was pretty suave. I think he was pretty pretty respectable. All right, good man. Yeah, I'd love to chat go. with him. Good lad. I have a quote for you, my friend. Okay, all right. I was I wondered if I was going to have to remind you or not. This is from a Mr. Dr. Seuss. He says, the, the, more, the more that you read, the more things you will know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. Inspiring. It's, it's yeah, life puzzling. Through. Puzzling, right. confusing, but I get it. It's like it's like a text from the Bible. I could read it and go kill somebody, or read it and go save thy neighbor. And both, <laughs> could be right. both could be right. The forever battle of reading, right? You know, the forever do I do battle. this or do I do this? What is this book telling me to do? Right. Like for all we know, the Ten Commandments, the first one, some guy just some guy on peyote walked up to him the street and just be like, dude, just don't steal from the guy. Just don't steal from your neighbors, dude. Like that's fucked up. And then he goes, don't steal from thy neighbor. Don't steal from thy neighbor. How'd you read it? Yeah. All right. Cool. That's Um, all. Everybody, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for tuning in after a little week hiatus. We're excited to be back in front of you again. Game of Thrones is back. Andor is coming. Got a bunch of shows. Westworld finished up. Pretty good finale. Pumped for the next season, final season. Um, Things are coming around the mountain. TV's around. Movies are coming. I love it. And as always, you can't eat your pudding. Unless you eat your meats. Thank you. Bye. All eyes on me. Let's run down streams of ecstasy. September breeze. Our clear blue skies of poetry. Yo, yo, yo.